Russ has surprising amount of length and not as much girth as you'd expect. You know. Don't believe that, mate. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Welcome along, everybody. This is the Long Snapper podcast, long-awaited return of the Long Snapper podcast. Adam, Pat, Craig and Russ are going to bring you a full AFC season preview. How about Co- that? How are we? Comprehensive. All? Comprehensive preview. <laughs> it will be a preview. That's for sure. I, when we talk to the Jets? I mean, in a minute. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start, though, like if you don't mind, because you know, I've had a relatively eventful off-season, you know, fallen out with some people. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd just like to say that uh, before we before we get into the, the main bulk of the pod, I've been quite quiet on social media in general. And uh, if you're going to call someone out for calling you out, don't then block them and assume that they can't see everything. Because that is whack behaviour. I mean, we've gone to AOB early. (laughs) No, this is NFL related, mate. This is absolute pure NFL related. And and I also will say, right, and we'll probably get onto this in the uh, the AFC preview, is trying to uh, trade Ryan Fitzpatrick for Deshaun Watson doesn't seem like such a fucking bad idea now, does it? (laughs) There you go. You know who I'm talking to. If Russ you even is still back, listen, ladies and gentlemen. You absolute fucking mess. <laughs> oh, shit. Unloaded early. Brilliant. <laughs> I've waited a long time to say that. <laughs> we could tell. <laughs> it's good I to mean, be back, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice to see you. See your, your little upside down head. Very svelte looking, if I may <laughs> say so, Russ. upside down head. <laughs> oh, love pushing it. You're a little bit less. A little, uh, I do love a little barbed comment. But welcome. <laughs> it wouldn't it's be a lighting trick, though, one. isn't it? He's 75 percent in uh, eclipse over there. Give us Russ. Yeah. I mean, down in down in Cornwall. That's so 1999. <laughs> that's very niche, right? Uh, I, I, I was there, mate. I'm sure you were blocking well, out but the sun. At, but at the time, I didn't even live in Cornwall, ironically. But I did come to the uh, the eclipse. There you there go. You go. I, uh, I decided I couldn't be asked to drive down there. Bit of a regret, if I'm honest. But, you know, <laughs> it gets dark every night, so I'm not, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it. Right. <laughs> Enough eclipse chat. Uh, quiz time. You don't, don't get it anywhere else. <laughs> you definitely don't. Well, uh, David, on the the long eclipse podcast, you might do, but that might be. I'm sure that exists, right? Not part of the all over podcast conglomerate yet. Quiz, as I keep saying, here we go. Um, just quite simple today. Um, I am going to give you two things, and you have to tell me which one of those two things happened the most recently. And it's going to be buzzer. And if you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you lose a point. And we move on to the next one. Just a dozen of these. Craig, got that? You got the rules? Obviously not. Let's give it two or three questions. <laughs> <laughs> a rep. 
it's the most recent. That's what you got to get. All right, you might you might decide you're going to bottle out of guessing because a lot of these will be guesses. So, oh, yeah. Right. Do you lose? Up, a... You lose a point if you get it wrong. As was previously clearly stated. Yeah, yeah. But Had, you know, did you actually say that? I did. I don't know what it's like being at school. You know, you just, you just, you just do it on per- like by not on purpose or like naturally. Sorry, right, I'm with you. <laughs> as saying. soon as as soon as I start explaining what's going to happen on the quiz, like yeah, just yeah. switch off. That's it. Sound like a teacher, and it makes me want to throw stuff at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad this is done remotely. If we're in the same room, that board rubber is hitting me square in the head. Because he's dressed as a Browns fan. Get out. Oh, yeah. Adam, yeah, sure. Defo. Agreed. <laughs> I do have an orange shirt on, which is a bit weird. Anyway. Right. First question. Pay attention. Fingers on buzzers. You know what your buzzers sound like. Right. Last time the Indianapolis Colts won the AFC South, or the last time the Jacksonville Jaguars won the AFC South? Russ. Yes, Russ. Uh, the last time the Indianapolis Colts won the AFC South. Lose the points. Of course yeah. I do. 50 50, get it wrong, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the Jags won it more recently in 2017. You have to go back to 2014 to the last time the Colts won the division. There you go. Next one. The last time the Chargers played in the Super Bowl, or the last time the Bills played in the Super Bowl? Ah. Yes. Right. I reckon ah. the Chargers was more recent. You are correct. In 1995, just after the Bills four in a row. Uh, which... Sorry, Mark. Don't apologise. <laughs> That's already too much, Mark. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I've no idea who you're talking about. Right. Last time the Detroit Lions made the playoffs, or the last time the Cincinnati Bengals made the playoffs? Craig. Yes, Craig. Lions. Well done, you get points. 2016 versus 2015, it's close. Um, Russ, you're two behind, both of them already. I like that. <laughs> okay, the last regular season snap that Tim Tebow um, played in the NFL, or Robbie Blake Bortles was drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Craig. I think Craig was first. Tebow. Tebow is longer ago in 2012. Borkles drafted in 2014. You go back to zero. Pat is on one. Russ is on minus one. Okay, next up. Deflate gate or bounty gate? Russ. Russ was first. Deflate gate. Deflate gate was more recent. Well done. This is where Craig goes quiet because he was going to say bounty gate. It wasn't. I said Craig was first. (laughs) I'm annoyed. <laughs> um, well, your your level on Russ was zero. Okay, Patriots hire Bill Belichick as head coach, or the Queen Mother dies. Pat. Russ. Pat. I think the Queen Mother died more recently. Yeah, that was like 2001, 2002. Queen Mother died in 2002. Bill Belichick hired in 2000. Pat, you get the point. Well done. You are up to two points. Well into the lead. This is okay. the best I've ever done in a quiz. Oh, don't yeah, look at look at your opposition, mate. <laughs> can only be what's in front of you. I'm not happy about this. Oh, of course you're not. <laughs> right. Do you understand the rules now, then? <laughs> Aaron Hernandez murders Odin Lloyd. Or 
Michael Vick is indicted on dogfighting, John. Craig. Vick. Incorrect. <laughs> Hernandez's murder is more recent. Six years more recent. That was in 2013. Keep it light, Adam. Jesus. <laughs> A lovely murder as well. Yeah, but when was Vic uh, convicted? 2007. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love tequila, please. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just a Thursday evening, 20 past 7 tequila, please. <laughs> Get me a drink. <laughs> it is, it's, it's my birthday tomorrow and I'm off. So, uh, oh, oh, neat. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, the tequila is neat. <laughs> If you listen to this, it's probably Craig's birthday already. Send him a message at Edmunds162. Go on. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Right. Next one. Panthers draft a wide receiver called Steve Smith. The Giants draft a wide receiver called Steve Smith, which I can always say. Which one's more recent? Pat. I said Pat. I'm going Panthers. You lose a point, I'm afraid. Their Steve Smith was in 2001. The Giants' Steve Smith in 2007. Okay. The Oilers moved from Houston to Nashville. Or the Browns moved from Cleveland to Baltimore and become the Ravens. Right. Yes, Craig. The Ravens. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> um, only by a year. 97 against 96. Craig, you're on minus two. Russ is on zero and Pat is on one. The Ravens... Is the Oilers are more recent than the Ravens. Yeah. That is annoying. Well, this is a high caliber performance for us tonight. <laughs> net, the net pointage is less than zero right now. That's right. what preseason's for, though, right? It's about learning from your mistakes. Yeah, it's, well, about, it's all about the comeback, mate. Let's go. Just ignoring mistakes. <laughs> okay, the birth of Tom Brady, uh, the birth of Adam Foxcroft. Russ. Yes, Russ. <laughs> the birth of Adam Foxcroft. You get a point. I am two years younger than Tom Brady. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last winning the NFC South or the Carolina Panthers last winning the NFC South? Right. Yes, Craig. Go on, bro. Panthers. Yeah, you get a point for that. 2015. The Bucks haven't actually won their division since 2007. You are up to minus one. And last question, so I'm not going to say any more. Janet Jackson had a wardrobe malfunction at the Super Bowl, and Plaxico Burris accidentally Russ. shoots himself. Yes, Russ. Uh, Plaxico Burris. Uh, correct. That was. I mean, it was years. a massive shot in the dark, but that's just giving me the win. <laughs> You know what I've done there with a the shot in the dark as well. Did he shoot himself in the leg in a nightclub? Yeah, he did. He did. Really if you explain the joke, it ruins it. <laughs> well, I um, didn't know as... when we were talking about the same thing. I mean, Pat, you, you were complacent. You thought you had this in the bag, but you don't. You ended up with one point. Craig ended up on minus one. Russ, you win this quiz with two points. Have some music. Patience. Thank you very much. It might be my first ever quiz victory. Knowing Adam's name, knowing Adam's birthday should not win you a quiz. Just so. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's knowing how I think. I, <laughs> I want to advertise the fact that I am younger than someone who plays a quarterback in the NFL still. Obviously, I'm going to do that. No time for you left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the phone hasn't run. I'm, I'm still waiting. 
Russ, your your dreams of being a kicker, they're not over. No, I wouldn't have thought so. I'm still very much in my prime. Russ has been sending training videos to all the head coaches. To anybody that will listen. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't been doing that. He hasn't kicked anything. He's just yeah. constantly yeah. telling people that he can do it. Yeah, we, we've heard about this wonderful effort. Not one, not well, one single video. Not one. For those, for those that are interested, I'm, I'm going to plan a video for the Mallover Invitational where everybody from both teams can charge at me whilst I uh, take a snap as a kicker and I'll let them all charge at me to make it realistic. That sounds fun. <laughs> How do I get in? I could play defensive end. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> you won't get close. <laughs> um, Russ, while you're mentioning the ball over invitational, do you want to tell any long snapper listeners who don't listen to the ball over podcast about it? Um, well, not really, but I will. All right, let's move um, on. Then. <laughs> well, we're, we're having a, an invitational rugby match. Anybody's invited. Like, literally, you don't even have to play. Just basically come to Nuki for the weekend and get lashed right up. Um, but as we've just found out, it's uh, the same weekend as the first game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Jets-Falcons. So, uh, yeah, bit of a clash. Well, one's one day, one, one's the other, you know. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, it could work. It could work. All right, shall we, shall we preview the AFC, which is what we're here for? Well, we're here to just chat to each other and have a lot of fun. But, you know, let's let's preview the AFC because that's what this podcast advertised. So, one-sentence previews uh, for every single team in the AFC. What more do you want? Should we do it? Let's yeah. go. Okay, let's start with the Buffalo Bills. Back-to-back divisional wins and a deeper run in the playoffs. The Bills could win it all. Miami Dolphins. Miami have gone all in on Tua this season. Can they build on a solid defensive display from last season and finally get up in that division? The New England Patriots. Round two for Bill and Cam. And Bill has two new tight ends to play with. Fancy this year to be a different ball game. The New York Jets. Zach Wilson might look just as likely as Sam Darnold to catch Mono. But I feel weirdly optimistic about the Jets this year. Coaching-wise, they've gone full zero to hero, and that's absolutely huge for them. J-E-T-S! <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens. Following a mediocre campaign, the Ravens will be looking to bounce back, and Lamar will have to start pulling out some special stuff, even though his receiving court isn't the best. Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals will look great until Burrow gets injured. So expect them to finish with a losing record. The Cleveland Browns. So much depends on Baker, of course, but whisper this. The Cleveland Browns are a good football team. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben rolling out for one more year. Steelers D always bring the heat and they say defence wins championships. Can the offence carry its weight? The Houston Texans. Is there a franchise in a bigger mess than Houston right now? Will they take a hands-on approach? A bit like Deshaun. (laughs) The Indianapolis Colts. Seriously, if they had a quarterback, I'd be very afraid 
that even the guy they had is hurt, and apparently his foot injury is contagious. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags steady building, but it's hard to look past the fact that they are indeed the Jacksonville Jaguars. Much of the same for 2021. Sorry, Pat. The Tennessee Titans. Back-to-back divisional wins. One and done in the playoffs again. Enjoy the playoff appearances while they last. <laughs> the regular season's got to be more enjoyable than playoff defeats. Anyway, Denver Broncos. Denver could actually be decent on the face of it, looking at their defence. Um, but how many quarterback controversy teams end up dominant? Maybe lots. I have no idea. Kansas City Chiefs. Early doors and Mahomes looks like the exact same Pat Mahomes. With all the offensive talent and some moves on the defence, Chiefs surely destined to be there or thereabouts come the end of 2021. O-line remains a concern. The Las Vegas Raiders. The most vanilla, meh team in the entire NFL. On their day, they could beat anyone, but defensively, they really need to improve. And finally, the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, it was going so well, Pat. You threw it at the end. It's pre-season, mate. I'm warming in. <laughs> Herbert's sophomore slump or continued excellence? He looks like Stephen Hendry, so I expect him to go from strength to strength. Looks like Stephen Hendry. <laughs> Actually, I could, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I think it's mostly the acne. <laughs> yeah. Well, and those weird tan lines. Did you see that picture this week? Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's a British thing. We've all got tan lines, apparently. Um, there you go. Right. There we go. That's previewed the AFC. Easy, was- wasn't it? Yeah, there you go. See you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Life would be so much easier if that's that's what we did. We should expand on a couple of things. Um, let's start in Denver, and because that's where we go. You know, other podcasts don't start by talking about the Denver Broncos. Uh, they they yeah. might give you much better content and analysis, but we're going to start with the Denver Broncos. Um, they have a quarterback controversy, and I love those um, when it's not my own team. Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. Who starts Patrick Jackson? I mean, they spent all off-season hoping they'd get Aaron Rodgers, I think. And <laughs> it's come to the, oh, well, we're going to have to stick with what we've got. So what have we got? And it feels like Teddy Bridgewater's outperforming Drew Locke in training camp, which may or may not be a surprise to people. But whoever they get in, they've got a fantastic group of receivers if everyone stays fit. So they're a potentially very dangerous side if they can get that quarterback play right. I, I think Bridgewater, like we've seen, we've seen Locke, albeit like two seasons, now, two seasons for Locke. Are we two seasons down for Locke? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like last season, he spent a lot of time off the field injured, but he's never really looked anything like it. When Bridgewater came back and got that starting gig after leaving the Saints, going to the Panthers last year, he looked, he's looked decent. Like, he connected with Samuel well. Um, he connected with Anderson well, you know, on, on a fairly, you know, on a deep threat. Denver's receivers are better than the receivers that he had at Carolina. And he, and he doesn't have to rely potentially as heavily on um, someone like Christian McCaffrey. And the fact that they've got both Melvin Gordon and uh, Philip Lindsay 
could that then gives him a little bit more uh, protection with a run game as well. And I, I yeah. think with with the Denver and Denver's defense is solid, right? It's decent. So they they could really make a play this year. Maybe not all the way, but I could I can see them with a positive record and, and definite playoffs. Yeah, you're right. Denver's defense was decimated by injury last year, and that means a bit, they they look worse than they were on the overall record. I think Lindsay's left, but they've got Javante Williams in the draft, so that running back room is still pretty strong. But, and and they would they had they had a, a bad Drew Lock, an injured Drew Lock, and the other young guy whose name escapes me was it uh, not Kyle Allen? What was it? What was his name? The the other young lad who wasn't very good, and they just I mean, there's they, been they, so many. <laughs> yeah, but they they couldn't they couldn't get the ball they couldn't get the ball out. They they literally would were, were relying on on Gordon and Lindsay who were both carrying injuries. And they couldn't utilise the likes of Judy and Fant. And, you know, they've got chances. Their season was a mess. I keep thinking back to that game where the entire QB room either had COVID or was a contact of someone who had COVID and they had to start that practice wide receiver. And, uh, yeah, it felt like a metaphor for their season. I'm not a Drew Locke fan. I am a Teddy Bridgewater fan. I I want to see him light it up in Denver and he as as you rightly say Pat I think he can Craig are you are you in agreement oh yeah uh, in terms I'm uh, t- completely that's Teddy Bridgewater's job I can't see Drew Lock beat him out um I'm not really concerned about the offense um my worry is with the defense I, there's a lot of confidence in the defense for this team I've just heard and I'm not really sure why um I think Von Miller coming back when you're such an explosive player to have lost the year to, you know, what I think it was an ankle. Um, but ankles and knees. Did he, did he, oh, I'm going to make myself look really silly if this is wrong. Did he decide to sit out a season because of COVID? Was he one of those players? No, he got injured in preseason. Okay, thanks. Um, there you go. Uh, <laughs> which I'm sure was a knee or an ankle, but I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> and if it was, those injuries, you know, a lot of players... It, if it was a knee, I'm not sure if it's a knee, but a lot of players after they have a knee can say they felt better than they ever did because often you're playing on these degraded areas for so so long that once you actually do have a surgery, once it's once the surgery's happened, if it goes well, you know, you, you you're playing on something that you never had beforehand. Um, actually thinking about it, I feel like it's an ankle, which is like I say, it's a worry for me. I, I'm not sure, um, how that defensive line looks. Without the likes of Von Miller, I think there's there was need, help needed in the secondary. They drafted <clears throat> to address some of that in the off season. So I, 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 I'm my concerns with the defense when it comes to Broncos and uh, definitely not the offense. Thank you very much. I thought you went to pick the limes there. That doesn't look like a tequila. That's pink. With uh, like stuck, stuck, um, I can't remember the name of it. It's like got grapefruit juice and lime. A, a tequila mixer, Paloma, Paloma. That's what I think it's called. Oh, okay. So there you go. Um, the long cocktail pod. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a cocktail with long in the name. Uh, <laughs> several. <laughs> All right. Let, let's move to Indianapolis, who arguably are going to be more relevant than Denver uh, now. Carson Wentz, as I touched on in the the one sentence preview, has 
not gone down, down. Um, but he's, he's going to end up winning a second Super Bowl when he didn't start in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not actually Foles, impossible, is Nick it? Foles is going to be the QB to win it again. I'm telling you, I that guy, if he had... He, he's got zero luck, mate. He is... I, I think that's heartbreaking for him. And, yeah, I, I, I think that team is stacked. And it's very, very, very cliche say there, you know, you're a QB away. But that defence is proper. They've got that linebacker, um, uh, Leonard, 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 who's yeah. just uh, all, such a athlete, does it all. If they can, if they've improved the offensive line, which they look to have done last year, it is literally a quarterback. You thought you thought Carson Wentz could have his worst season, and and they'd win. So I I think you know, <laughs> sign Nick Foles, get him in, and then let's see, let's see how it looks. I mean, their their defense is fearsome. Their O line is incredible. They've got a good running game now with Taylor. Uh, Marlon Mack will come back. Um, you've got. I mean, the receiving calls okay. I, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's getting on in years. They've got a couple of young guys, um, but it's it's that it is. I don't care if it's a cliche. That quarterback position is a problem. And um, Wentz going down, arguably, won't hurt them as much as other teams' QBs going down. But it gives them a it gives them a big headache. And not not knowing how long he's really going to be out is an issue. Like you you almost rather it's the season and then you go to plan B or like the not really being sure it's it's harder to deal with as a, as a GM and coach. Bowles comes in, goes four and one. What'd you do? <laughs> which, which really could happen. Really yeah. could. Uh, Foles ain't going four and one in no team. Man. So, mate, Come on. Give him, I'm with you, Russ. Give him the right situation. Nah, I'm, mate. Not, I'm not suggesting that Nick Foles is, is any type of top tier player. I just think sport gives you these stories and, as a as a as a competitor, listen to how we're talking about this guy. The guy's a Super Bowl winner. Can you not? No, yeah. I'd be furious. How dare you talk about me in this way? So I, because he, we watched could, him yeah. at the Jags and at the Cowboys, mate. Yeah, but in fairness, the Jags were dogs. Sorry, Pat. Like I I think that it wasn't fair to the amount of criticism Foles got. I said it on the pod. Um, but don't get me wrong. Look, Foles is Foles is a C grade player, mate. He should probably should have been a backup. He's, I mean, he's he's going to have more joy than. Yeah, you know, certainly his last two teams, uh, Indianapolis. If that's what happens, which you know, the Indianapolis's first five games. Listen to this: Seattle at home, LA Rams at home. Then they're on the road for three straight games at Tennessee, at Miami, and at Baltimore. You know, if, if they're, they're they're five brutal games to miss, that's horrible. That is, you could be home and five. Well, I mean, you, you I, I mean, I think the Colts are too good to be home and five, regardless. But you know, it. it they they could be sort of sitting two and three, one and four very easily with that kind of schedule with those issues. Mm. And it's and it's difficult psychologically to bounce back from that. Mm. If no, I was the Colts, I'd be rolling with one of the two quarterbacks I'd spent draft picks on in the last two years rather than bringing in Nick Foles. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. You spend you just you put you put all your eggs in that Jacob Eason basket, I think. And you just you literally drill him to an inch of his life now and stick him out there week one. I don't, but those quarterbacks were never meant to play. That's the problem. What? What? Why do you draft them then? In case this happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah. So they might play. You know. <laughs> if if you're, it's not like you're going to stick 
Thank you very um, much. Yeah, Joe, yeah. I'm the guy off the street in there, and <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, you know that that is their job. He presumably did a job at high school in college as a QB. Uh, so, you know, what's yeah? Well, I guess what's the worst that can happen? He gets literally drilled, as Russ said. There you go. <laughs> And RG three still wants a job, so uh, there's other options out there. I thought he was going into the into the broadcast arena. Yeah, he is, but he's got an out in his contract if a playing job comes up. <laughs> if I if I was the Colts, I'd be I'd be going after I'd be going after somebody like Minshew, maybe even Dalton. I mean, you put you stick Andy Dalton behind that O line, mate. And he he would look better than Nick Foles. I'm telling oh, you that now. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I don't. I don't know it's why. Late, hasn't it? It's happened too late. All these guys are pretty much signed to deals now. Yeah, but if if this is going back to what I said, like almost if Wentz was done for the year, and you're the Colts with the roster they've got, um, I I'd be looking at some sort of blockbuster trade. I'd be trying to find a QB on a team that is building, um, and just doing something nuts to try and try and win Super Bowls. Because everything else is ready, or it's it's near enough. So, but yeah, it doesn't seem the fact that it's a it might be five games, it might be eight games. You know, they're probably going to ride with what they've got, and have a maybe a low bring in a low key kind of Nick Foles type guy for a bit. Who knows? But um, it is a headache for them, which is sad to see. And by sad, I mean fantastic. It's good that you mentioned. Sorry, go on, Pat, go on, Pat. I was going to say, it's good, it's good that you mentioned Andy Dalton because it does tell us that Nick Foles isn't even the quarterback on the Bears roster that you'd most want. Mm. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He's a third, third string quarterback there. Third, you've got, uh... third string quarterback with a cap hit of $6.6 million ahead of five million for Dalton. Who they their starter. Yeah. <laughs> and got, ridiculous and you, situation at the Bears. And you've, yeah, it is a joke. And you've got, um, what's his name? What's the coach there? Nick Foles' coach. Frank oh, Reich. Nick... Exactly. I just think it makes... It, it, I'll, I'll be... Surprised. If, the, if The difficulty is, the hard part, Adam, is the point you make. This this five to 12 week window is a ball ache. What the hell does that even mean? Because you can never be sure, you know, other than a hamstring, which is what, six to eight or whatever it is, <clears throat> you can never be sure about these type of injuries anyways. Five to 12 weeks does not help anyone. Because that could be 14 weeks, could be... Four weeks. What a ball like. It doesn't, but they, they kind of did this with... They've got history with this, haven't they? Because they they played out that Andrew Luck scenario for quite some time when they probably knew he was going to be done anyway. And they just strung it out and strung it out and it inadvertently fucked themselves. So... But Andrew, a generational quarterback, I would have, you would have viewed, do all you can to try and keep that man on the field. Which uh, they, they, they did the opposite with Andrew Luck, didn't they? And, uh, <laughs> All you can apart from that in his twenties. Mm-hmm. All right, staying staying in the AFC South, the Houston Texans and the absolute shambles that's going on there. We we need to talk about Deshaun, Deshaun Watson um, and all the issues there, off field stuff. Now, what whatever he's been up to. He is still, in my opinion, and I'm sure you'll all agree, one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League and Houston's best asset by a mile, <laughs> thanks thanks to some unbelievably poor general management. <laughs> but 
they, they, they're going to have to do something with him, aren't they? I mean, there, there are rumours of him being traded to the Eagles. There are, there, well, there are so many rumours about Deshaun Watson. Craig, where do we start with this? Fuck nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally, uh, at this That's point... Possible, uh, uh, yeah. Craig, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I think... <sighs> You're so frustrated that you've missed the market with him. It's difficult. It's difficult. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do. Do you cut your losses? Try and get him out. The guy doesn't want to play for you. But, but at this point in the season, can you swallow letting this drag on, eventually losing him or him not playing anyway, and having another god-awful season? Uh, it isn't absolute night I bet the Texans sit in their bed every night wishing God why didn't we trade him when he first asked had we this could have been done three months ago it's just what what a ball like <laughs> it's just a, if we knew then what we know now thing isn't it oh just yeah uh, trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick um <laughs> what I will say is like one thing that I completely missed in my non NFL keeping up to date is the fact that Philip Lindsay is now at the Texans and not at the Broncos. So uh, I'll have to correct myself from earlier. But their their offensive roster is fucked. And without, even without, sorry, even with Watson in it and all of the magic that he can produce, you know, his frontline receivers on their depth chart as it stands are Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins and Anthony Miller with Jordan Akins as, a, as the tight end. Yeah, they traded away a lot of pieces. They really have. Really have. And if Watson doesn't play, then they've got Tyra Taylor, um, Davis Mills, who they drafted, who I think a lot of people think quite highly of. He was one of those sort of second-tier quarterbacks behind the the big ones that went earlier in the draft. And uh, Jeff Driscoll. So if Watson doesn't play, the Texans legitimately... They could not win a game this season. There you go. There's a big call. You you, you kind of feel like <clears throat> the whole thing about Deshaun initially anyway was a revenue play. It wasn't really a a football one because of what the roster looks like as it is. You just lose JJ Watt, who, you know, not only puts bums in seats, but has basically legitimised that franchise for, you know, five years. It's a, it's a, it's a weird thing to say, but you, you, Deshaun Watson, after coming off the last two seasons, was starting to glow as one of those superstars of the NFL. And all these all franchises love it because it means they're on all the adverts, they're on all the coverage. And if, this, if that's the only thing you've got, even if you're going to go, you know, you're going to win five games that year, it, it makes so much to the bottom line. And really and truly, if it was about football, they would have traded him at the beginning of the season anyway. So it's also kind of hard, their hard luck. The problem is, Deshaun's been a very tricky little boy. And I never understand, like, you have to kind of think that there's more to 90... Well, I like to think there's more to 90% of these stories than than not. Because I just can't get my head around these superstar athletes multi-millionaire athletes they've, get... they've got needs craig they've yeah needs. So just, listen bro i mean <laughs> like 
go to the, go, listen, go to the club, do your thing. I'm sure you won't be waiting too long for a couple of chits. Like I just I just don't get it. I don't understand how these multimillionaire athletes end up getting into these situations, these situations with women, which you're a young man. You're a young man. You got everything in the world. Why are you in this situation? Why you should have honeys for days? Your phone book should be get me. Like what are you? What on God's earth are you doing? You should be able to send a like a quick WhatsApp, and there should be six chicks at the door looking to give you a massage voluntarily. What are you playing at, blood? I don't understand. I mean, I I think that's probably happened as well. <laughs> I just don't get it. How do these guys get themselves into these situations? It's just mental. Your whole career for what? It ah, oh, killer. You've killer. you've got you've got a question. There has to be some questions around the legitimacy of it as well. Like, oh, I'm not absolutely. There's, like, there's a witch hunt you know, going on as well, there, regardless it, of any truth in it. Abs- absolutely right. And obviously, I'm not condoning any alleged actions and i'm not you know but how much of this is actually proven like it's it's first we just gotta be really he's gotta be really careful right you know it's not beyond the realms of possibility that you know nfl superstar takes what he wants does what he wants in his own head you know we don't know him as a guy we don't know how he wanders around houston like thinking that he owns place just don't know but also it's very easy for people to come out of the woodwork and suggest all sorts of stuff to get yeah. their five minutes in the sun. So without knowing any facts, it's it's hard to it's hard to comment, isn't it? But you know, there's absolutely zero questioning the guy's talent and ability, but he can't do it, you know, he can't demonstrate any of it if he isn't on the field. Yeah, it's this lawyer who started a lot of this this is one lawyer that somehow found so many uh, yeah i don't have the the lawyer the legal jargon to hand but yeah so it's plaintiffs is that a word anyway um yeah this one lawyer came dredged up all these um people ready to sort of um throw him under the bus and you question this lawyer's motives Um, well you don't need to question them money yeah, 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 but but yeah, what's driving all this? And then, of course, it's in it's in the yeah, it's it's out there. It's new. Suddenly, a load of other people are saying, "Oh, yeah, well, actually, he's he's done this when I met him, and so on." So, it it's really hard to gauge how much, if any, truth there is. Um, the the saying "There's no smoke without fire," I think is is perhaps is probably accurate here. But you know, if, even that, you you've got to be a bit skeptical. We don't we don't know. We don't know. That said, the Houston Texans have, in their last 10 seasons, six AFC South titles. I don't see them coming close to that in their next 10. Um, Pat, where, where, do they, where do they go from here? It's, it, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Surely. Yeah, they're, they're looking at shambles the next season. I have them picking number one in the next in the next draft, unless they've given away their first round pick for something ridiculous, which you know isn't beyond the realms of possibility. Um, it, the the weirdest thing from this has been how they've dealt with it in like training camp because Deshaun Watson's turned up for some bits and bobs and really just hung around on the sidelines like a spectre. They had him playing cornerback at one point, and it's just it's been a really weird way to handle a difficult situation. Pat, you think in, um, sorry, go on, Craig. 
your training camp knowledge has been very good. Do you, what are you doing? You're watching individual live streams of snaps. <laughs> yeah, I pay attention. <laughs> so somebody's got to on our behalf, let's face it. <laughs> All right, let's. It, it's Sorry, we've made you wait long enough, Craig. The New York Jets. Um, now, Zach, Zach Wilson was one of the last guys to sign their, their contract. So he actually missed the first couple of days of training camp. I mean, we'll, it, give we'll give it that. Yeah, it's not. I, I don't. I don't see that as a mass, massive deal. How? Why, why would he do that? Can I? Can Money. I ask why he do that? Money. You don't want to sign before. Um, who was the other rookie waiting to sign? Maybe Trey Lance. There was one other rookie waiting to sign. Yeah, it was Trey Lance. Yeah. You want to check the deal before you sign? They all do it. Aaron Rodgers took ages whenever, not the other last year or the year before, whenever he signed his latest contract. <laughs> Because it sets a precedent, in it? Russ signed it first, 130 million. And then before you know it, everyone else is getting 140, 150 or whatever. Um, I've got no problem with that. I like that. I like that. It shows that you... If you're going to be able to... <clears throat> as a manager, you it, it tells a lot when somebody is willing to negotiate when you offer them a job. And it talks about that. Their belief. their Where they're at in terms of, you know them as a person and what they're able to contribute. I've got no issue with it. I think Zach Wilson has been brilliant. I think uh, it's difficult to know, to know where to start because as a, as a franchise, sorry boys, I'm going back lyrical for a little minute. <laughs> as a franchise, we have made so many great decisions. Um, you know, you have to give, give, give props to Joe, uh, the GM, it seems like it all seems to make sense right now. Um, I think that we've we drafted so so well. Um, that D line, that D line next year. Let me tell you, if Q um, and uh, the likes of Vinnie Curry and Carl Phillips can get going, that will be as difficult a D line to play against as any in the in the league. Um, receivers, there's loads of them, and they're all hungry and they're all they're all good it's di- i don't know who our best receiver is um i mean i'm telling you jameson crowder but okay. well okay well let's see what elijah has to say about that next year i'm not sure i mean don't get me wrong jameson crowder is the veteran i'm expecting him to contribute he he will get his targets but we've got some some really good receivers some good young receivers we drafted well mims uh, i think coming into his second year elijah moore um, we brought in uh, the Corey Davis is the pickup, mate. There you go. But is he Corey Davis? Say that Corey Davis might not see a lot of snaps. Like that, that wide receiver room is, is is competitive. But the number one, and again, I don't want to be cliche. cliche the number one signing, the number one signing, the New York Jets made was Robert Salah. There is no question. Yeah. It, it's been such a breath of fresh air. He. You saw this guy, and I, you know, obviously, we know Rich is a, a Niners fan. Talked about Salah, he but I like lot... to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. A lot of um, a lot of the talk last year about Salah was, um, you know, his energy, his passion. You see him on the sidelines, high fiving and screaming and shouting and getting pumped. So he kind of was a bit of a, you know, like a passion merchant, basically. You know, what I'm saying work hard type. He, there was no, we didn't really see levels to his. Um, leadership, I'd say, and he's walked in, and he's a leader. 
he is the type of man you will you want to fight for, you want to work for. He and it's not just rah rah. It's not just about getting people pumped up and bought in. There was a, a conference yesterday, and they talked to him about like. Can't remember the exact question, but the question was basically about how do you feel about like if players drop passes or make mistakes, punishing them with like suicides or push-ups or whatever. And he was like, you know what? These are grown-ass men. I don't need to be giving people penalties out here. You hold yourself accountable and don't make those type of mistakes. You, you, I shouldn't need you. We're adults. I should not need to have to make you run to make you understand the, the significance of the role. And I just thought, my God, look at this guy. Not Adam Gates' eyes, 360. Considered, <laughs> considered response, cultured response. I am in charge. This is what I expect of the people around me. I've got a very clear vision. And not only have I got this clear vision, I am able to communicate my vision to both my players, uh, my senior leadership, the fans. Uh, I love I think, him. Honestly, if you're a good him. coach and you give the players adult responsibility, you soon work out which guys you want around the players, place. Players will play for you. Sorry, yeah. I, yeah. I, I know you want to come in, Pat. I just want to finish on this. What I love about it, what I love about it, number one, it's not only his leadership and that setting of example, but what a great experience for um, Zach Wilson. To see when, if this is your first experience of top level football, and you've got this guy who hasn't been a head coach in the NFL, who's just got such a great aura and energy about him, there's a need for success. You cannot do what you've done now and not have some levels of success. You need success. But it sets him up so well. If we get eight, nine, ten wins, Zach Wilson first season, eight, nine, ten wins. Think of all those young rookies. Oh, mate, I am not. I've never felt as positive about the Jets since I first started following the New York Jets. I thought you were about I, to say Mark I, Sanchez for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Since we start, since I first started following the New York Jets, I have never. You know, we're talking Curtis. Um, that is Mike, that is a big call. It, it, I, I, I am so because it's not just this year. It's not a roll of dice. A year, two years. This feels like a proper change in the guard. I hate the ownership. I can't get away from that. The man is a multi-billionaire. He's never going to get rid of the franchise. I've kind of made my peace with that. But with the with our coach and the GM, it really feels like people who football people for one, not just marketing, not just trying to rape New York for the Jets fan base. Football people who actually want to win football games and I'm I'm super positive like I say anywhere between the 8 to 10 win mark I think the Jets will be I really I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really confident now I think in three years we'll challenge for a Super Bowl bring him down to earth Pat please well no actually I was just going to say that the, the <laughs> situation describes in that coaching team sounds like the exact opposite of what's going on at the Giants right now where they had a massive brawl and then spent an hour doing push-ups and 100-metre sprints while their coach uh, swore at them for being idiots. It's like, you know, treat your people like adults. They may, might then behave like adults. Absolutely, absolutely. Russ, um, you wanted to come in. Yeah, no, no. So you, you kind of answered one of my questions there, Craig, about what you expect to see or what you, you know, what you hope to see from the Jets this season by way of record goes. I mean, are you expecting to see 
eight to ten wins or are you hoping for eight to ten wins? And my next question um, is, do you think do you think you've got enough on the ground with Coleman and P. Ryan to buy Wilson enough time to be able to hit his targets? Uh, firstly, they are two great questions. Um, that, I, that was very Downing Street press conference. They were it? very good. <laughs> well played. So I just call it better fucking big mouth Beth. um so in terms of i I think the minimum expectation has to be a seven win season for for salah i want to give him a lot of rope i do and don't get me wrong we go if we win if we have three wins it's going to be like five wins and look great close yeah Yeah, that's that's fine that's fine i do think there is a need to win i've talked about it since the first day you you have to win. NFL is a results-based business. There is winning in itself is a skill. So I want to see us win. I want us to win games where we. I want us to win close games. That's what I'd like to see this year. I'd like us to win games where, um, you know, scheme, intelligence, heart is what makes the difference. So I'd like to see that. Seven to eight wins, fine. If we get four or five, but loads of great performances, I'll swallow it. In terms of the run game, you make a good point. Um, the, there's definitely questions. If there is an area in the Jets, it is the um, it's the running backs. I, I I do think that the the secondary certainly once you're talking about the second and third stringers, um, there's some some semi concerns. We've got some, we 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 drafted some cornerbacks, so I'd like to think they're going to improve it. But the 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 question is the running backs. If if Beckton is fit, our O-line is as good as... We've got two or three O-linemen as good as anyone in the league. So you run behind Mackay Beckton and you're getting five yards. So if... if And he is at the moment. I don't see T- Coleman not being able to take advantage of that. Um, I don't see P1 not being able to take advantage of that. Wilson himself is pretty shifty. So we have to throw the ball. I do think you're going to see, you know... It's, we're not going to be 60-yard bombs, but, uh, you know, a version of the air raid, those mid-level passes, I think we'll see from the Jets this year. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think our, our O-line has to perform. The, we can't... We, if we get in a position where we can't run the ball, then we're fucked. And everyone knows it. So we have to run the ball. And I think that's going to be very much down to the offensive line rather than the running back because there's definitely a a, a, de- a deficit of talent in the, in the running that, back room. That's where I see it. That's where I, met, I mentioned Crowder earlier to be like the number one receiver, even in the slot, just to be that comfort blanket. He's got a knack of finding those little creases, those little, you know, those little gaps between the lines. And, and he provided he could stay fit, he could have a really big season as that, Almost, you know, like some like some quarterbacks like to throw to you know to the big tight end or whatever right. as a as a real you know it, it, they could form a real money partnership and that would then create space for the likes of Mims, Elijah Moore, whoever you know. But I think Crowder is is really key to almost lead the offense with Wilson. And our tight ends and our running backs have to catch the ball at the backfield. We have to have options. It is. It, it, it won't be a run, run, eight-yard pass. Run, run, 12-yard pass. We'll get killed. 
He's got to be willing to take risks. You're going to see flares from the running backs. You're going to see the tight end throwing, uh, running a lot of comebacks and goes. And you're going to get a lot of crosses. I think it's going to be a very... A, a, I, I really do believe it'll be a, a hybrid of a air raid offense. You're going to get a lot of meshes, a lot of crosses, a lot of comebacks with the odd deep ball. Okay. Next up on the New York Jets UK podcast. Oh, by the <laughs> way, there is one. Uh, they've invited me on it, Craig. Just to tell disrespect. Hello. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's more my um, status as a Titans fan. And it, they want me to go on when we play them. All right, son. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've, they've invited me on to talk about the Jets. I'm pretty sure that's not what they've done. <laughs> or, or for your work on the Long Summer podcast. No, definitely not. Um, in fact, I think the message was something like, somebody gave me your name. <laughs> don't know who I am. But Always whatever. the best kind of message. Yeah, yeah. Um, breaking news, the Titans have picked up Matt Barkley as a probably third string quarterback. I really hope Tannehill doesn't get hurt uh, on that <laughs> note. <laughs> Mate, listen, the, the furore after Barkley threw those, whatever, three touchdowns or whatever it was, um, <laughs> well, and then getting all those offers. Yeah, you don't want him. Well, we've, we've got him. Whether, he's, whether he ends up on the roster, who knows. Right, next up, um, the Dolphins. In fact, we, we, I don't want to talk about this for too long, um, but they, they seem to be annoying people, Pat, on it their was team. It was wasn't it? They, they looked poised to go really big. They're back to it. They stacked a lot of offensive weapons, and yet the whole seemed fairly glaring. Their run game still looks shaky. And defensively, they, make, they recruited Van Noy. They made him a captain. Then they bafflingly released him after a good year of service from him. He's gone back to the Patriots, make them better. So that's just making your divisional rival better to double down on the mistake. Xavier Howard wants out there, one of their top cornerbacks. And it's just, it feels like a team that should be able to push on and challenge the Bills, but through internal bad management, it's going to crumble and maybe struggle to uh, stay at the bottom of the division. Yeah, it's a bit weird. I I, I can't work out what, like, how good the Dolphins, like if they could be a, Two and I was about to say two and fourteen team, but that doesn't add up with seventeen bloody games, does it? Uh, a two win team, they could be a ten win team. I really kind of don't know. Um, I I don't feel to a just full stop. I don't know. It's just I like him, but I it just doesn't seem that refined to me. But you know, looking at the looking at the rosters, like I see them, like. The Jets have the Jets have very much overtaken the Dolphins. Like Yeah, as maybe. Far as, yeah. as far as their roster as far as their roster goes. Just simply even even if it was just like if we look They seem sexier like, as well. Yeah, like, they do. And it, and when you look if you look like Will Fuller and Devontae Parker, yeah, you know, really decent receivers, but can can Tua get to them? Can he can he find them? The run game doesn't seem to have anything behind it whatsoever. Miles Gaskin and Malcolm Brown, Salvin Ahmed, you know, he, he made a few a few jinx last season, but it's just not, there's nothing, there is nothing that excites me at all about the Dolphins. Yeah, I feel that. Completely agree with you. So let's not talk about them anymore. Um, let's talk about a sexier team and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we we know... 
we know about Pat Mahomes. We know about Tyreek Hill, their explosive offense. And they've got, you know, they've made some changes on the defense. I think so. Spagnolo's always brought that defense higher than it, better than it should be. Um, so let's get, let's talk about their, the really sexy area of the field and the O-line. And um, what's been a revolving door, Pat, you were talking me through some of the, <laughs> some of what they've gone through on their, their O-line. Um, I was struggling to keep up, but that's, that's not how you protect somebody like Patrick Mahomes by doing that. I mean, it feels like a big risk, doesn't it? So they lost two really key experience pieces last year and it, they they paid the price for that in the playoffs. They're rolling into this season with a rookie center who they drafted in uh, Creed Humphreys. Then they've got in uh, Tooney and Brown, who are both you know experienced, high quality performers on the O line. But having three brand new pieces fresh to an O line, how how well will that mesh? Will they start the season slowly? Um, another of the O-linemen, Remmers, is only in going into his second year. So there's only one offensive lineman with more than two years' experience with the team. And the backup strength doesn't have that much experience either. So if there's a weakness on the Chiefs, that's where it is. And, you know, it's something that p- people will be trying to exploit all season, I think. And I actually don't think it's the only area of deficiency. Like, I, it's obviously the biggest area, no doubt. But they got to get to the quarterback. I think that too often, the what, last year when they got to the, the, the quarterback was coverage sacks. They, they, there has to be somebody who's going to step up on that D-line. Obviously, that offense, you, you can't have that level of change. I do think Mahomes is... I, I can't see him doing anything but get better. You looked at the injuries he had last year and he was still able to play, still able to perform. Um... I mean, it, it 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 doesn't it all boil down to if they can if they can keep Mahomes even upright he he will just win them enough games so, exactly and I don't think they even need to keep him upright do they he will he will figure it out like yeah. it's a madness like if he'll, I think Tom, he'll throw sixty yard passes from it standing from on his head literally you know. doing a doing a jump split like Tyreek Hill had an injury the other day you can't have your explosive players getting these tweaks. Um, but I, 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 I would like to think that Mahomes is good enough, Andy Reid is good enough to get O linemen in shape. They need a lineman who's going to trouble the quarterback. Okay. I think. I mean. Okay. We've we've completely ignored the AFC North for most of this podcast, for which I don't apologise. Um, let's let's try and predict where we see the AFC shaping up as a conference. And so uh, who knows how this is going to go. Um, but maybe let's predict four division winners, three wildcard spots. I think we did this last year and never went back to see how <laughs> right or wrong we were. Um, maybe we Classic. did. <laughs> um, let's predict four division winners, three three remaining wildcard spots and who competes in and wins the AFC Championship game. I think we can do that. Why don't we start with the AFC North, seeing as we've barely mentioned it. Um, who, well, who wins that division, Russ? I think, Browns. Browns. Oh, I think oh. <laughs> I think the Browns win it. I think, I think over the last two seasons, yes, they uh, missed 
OBJ for most of last season, but they have steadily started to build something. And I, I genuinely think that Baker is starting to become a little bit more consistent. And I think the fact that that, that double hit running back combination is absolutely lethal. And yeah. you add to that Landry and OBJ, and then um, you've got. I just, I just think they have got, they've got everything in their armory to make a real big playoff run. The only thing that can stop them is if they shit the bed. And and ba- Baker, that's the thing for me. I think it's, it's as much as you say that he could, you could, you wouldn't be shocked if he shat the bed. Um, but they they have it. They they've given him everything they can. They've given him an O line. They've given him weapons. They've given him a defense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They've yeah. got like I mentioned. They've got OBJ and they've got Jarvis Landry. They've got uh, Njoku and Hooper. They've got Hunt and Chubb. They've got he's literally got almost elite offensive weapons. Like well, he has got elite off. Well, they are elite, yeah. And the defense ain't bad. (laughs) No, exactly. Defense ain't bad. It's just the Browns. I no, I'm with you. I'm calling them. I I agree. They're going to win the division. Um, I think the Ravens win it. I think I think you're mental to look past Lamar Jackson. I I think the Ravens are too one-dimensional. And yes, Dobbins showed a bit last season, but I think you can you can outscheme the Ravens. Because I don't think, other than, um, oh God, what's the, uh, what's this, what's he called? The the speedy receiver. I can't think. Hollywood. Yeah, that's it. Marquise Brown. Other than him, I don't think they've got. I don't think they've got enough through the air. So who I, did they I, bring in? They brought in. Um, they brought uh, Bateman. They put their first round pick was. Yeah, Rashad Bateman. Bateman's going to be a lot of talk about him. A lot of yeah. talk. About him. And they've but still he's, got, he's unproven in it, so we don't. We don't know. And they've still got Andrews. And Lamar is going to be better. I still think the Ravens. I think the Steve. I I I just you can't look past the Steelers. Them teams there. You can look past the Steelers. You can, they you absolutely can. Percent looking past the Steelers. Okay, all three of you have said. Steelers have a losing record this year. I'm telling you. Boom. Big cool. Big ben, Big ben gets injured within three oh. weeks. Everybody, you You have all put a flag in the ground. Yeah. We <laughs> stands. Let's remember this. I'm telling you, I, I I don't think the Steelers will win it. I think they'll get the wild card. I no, think. That. I think the I think the I think the Ravens will get a wild card. Anyway, let's let's like move so, on. Set, move settle on. this, Pat. Settle this. I I think Browns will win the uh, division. Okay. Do you and uh, well, we've got we've got three votes for Cleveland to win the division. So you know, sorry, well, Craig. The Ravens, fair enough. <laughs> the majority's been wrong before, mate. Oh yeah, <laughs> they could, they could I mean, be wrong. you say it has been like regularly. Frequently. <laughs> um, all right, we'll come back to wild cards, uh, but we're we're saying Cleveland, AFC East. I assume we're we're all saying Buffalo. Uh, we don't need to talk about them. Yeah, great. You're saying the Jets. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying Buffalo. Wouldn't it be I, amazing if we pick the Jets to win the division? I don't think I don't think the Jets will win the division. I actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think, um, and I hate to say it, you don't need to say it. Don't say it then, because we know what you, 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 you know, you know what you're going to say. Honestly, I think 
we'll come on to we'll come on we'll come on to that because we're gonna I think we're gonna talk about the Bills at late the later stages of this conversation. The Bills to win. Not the Bills. I'm saying Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry change that franchise. Oh, stop it! No. Oh, Jesus! If that's where you're going, that's what I I'm knew. Going. That's where he was going. I thought I can't imagine oh, you no, thought I thought he was going was anywhere different. To... I, I look at. I think look at what Belichick does with with tight ends. I, I the number one issue is whether Cam Newton cannot be their lead in Russia. If that's the case, they're in the same position. If they somehow figure out a run game and somehow allow Cam to to throw the ball, I think. Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith are dangerous. I mean, uh, where I'd else like to, are those two tight ends? I think they're dangerous. I, I'd like to see. I like to see them run more with Johnny Smith. I think when the when the Titans did it, he looked really dangerous. There was one play where he ran about oh, sixty yeah. yards, and everyone thought it was Henry. He's <laughs> not going to be a running back. He no, not. he's not going to be a running back. But they've got about. Well, they had three or four running backs, didn't they? They've got James White and... Um, oh, God, I can't remember his name now. They drafted him last year, didn't they? Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Cam can't be that lead in Russia. So there's going to be a lot of short passes to Henry and, and Smith, provided they stay fit. But I can't well, see we'll, it, argue, we'll argue about this in a minute when we come back to the wild cards. We're saying Buffalo for the East. We are... I assume we're saying Kansas City for the West, despite yeah. any uh, any doubts. I'm not. Oh, go on. At the risk of being um, Craig, I think the Chargers will take the West. Wow. Ooh. Okay. I am nope. voting against you, officially. Uh, I am as well, officially. Okay. So you are as outnumbered as Craig was. The Chiefs are winning the West. Um, the South now... Uh, well, I'll I'll stay out of this for now. It's got to be the Titans, hasn't it? Yeah, I think the yeah. injury to Carson Wentz is it's the Titans. I had and it was the Titans before that, and even more so now. I think Derrick Henry could well be the lead in Russia again. <laughs> well, why would why what indication have we got that? Yeah, he, why wouldn't he be? Who Only an absolute be, chump would maybe. go online suggesting Henry would regress. <laughs> I mean, he, he's a he, fucking phenom, mate. He's a phenom. <laughs> He could regress and rush for eighteen hundred yards, and uh, you know it's a pretty high bar. Why is he going to regress? Why is he going to regress? Oh, he's, he's, he's not even like there's the you see players um, who have like unbelievable bursts, right? That super super explosion. Darrell Revis is is a great example in which they go from being unbelievable to completely not at that level. Because they lose that level of explosion, but Derrick Henry doesn't run with like any ex. I mean, obviously he's an explosive man, but it's not like he's bursting and run. It's just pure power, steady power. If he needs two steps, right? He needs two steps to get going. So but he 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 can still clock twenty two miles an hour. That's right, that, fast guy. That's the thing. <laughs> but it's not. He's not Tyreek Hill. He's not Alvin Kamara. He's not got a lot of shit. He's, he's not. He's not as far short as as you think. His his, no, his numbers are incredible. His, it's not his running he's not, style. He's not yeah, an elusive. Sure, sure, he's not yeah. an elusive back, is he? And That's it's not. The, the it's not that explosion. It's all. He is just a big, fast, strong man. Give him two steps, and he's into stride, and he's as fast as anyone. But I'm, you know, Tyreek Hill, who with one step, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, miles an hour. So I just, I think that 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 encourages longevity, and 
You've never seen him. He doesn't take massive hits where he, he looks gives like he, massive hits. Exactly. But <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. off on the losing end. I just think there's no reason Derek Henry isn't the best run rushing running back in the league. I do think Johnny Smith is a is a semi deal, but that defense of yours I, I still like the Titans, basically. And I think the issue with the Colts makes you lot front runners. Okay. Well what I will say is I think if anything the signing of Julio has made Derek Henry's stock rise even further. Big facts. Big facts. Oh, it, it, I can't wait. I can't. I cannot wait to see this offense. Mate, there, mate, this is undoubtedly your window. That, oh, that's of it. course it is. Of course it is. Um, yeah, that that's that's why we did the Julio trade. You know, at, at, that's you. You don't do that trade if it's not your window, or you don't think it is. Yeah. Um. And and the fact that the fact that the Titans have gone and done it, <laughs> the Titans of years gone by may not have done. Anyway, um, I think we've covered this already on a on a previous podcast, almost certainly. Right, Browns, Bills, Chiefs, Titans. We need three. This is where we just start arguing with each other. We need three wildcard berths. Any obvious shouts that we're Charges. probably going to agree? Yeah, I'm 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 with you. Well, I'll, I'll quickly give you my my three and. Yeah, well, maybe we can all do that. It's the Chargers, it's the Ravens, and it will be the Colts. So, oh yeah, well, argue, argue away. I was going to say the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Patriots. Okay, this this is this makes me sick. But Craig's probably on your on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got different winners to you, so it makes the okay. Yeah, assuming, yeah, you have to assume that the winners are what we said. Well, you can't just go <laughs> the, the well, Browns. If, yeah, they're already in. If the, if the, if if the winners are as we said, I think the Pats have to be considered as a wild card. I think. Um, I don't like the Chargers, and maybe I've not been paying attention. You know how I feel about that franchise's previous <laughs> so um, yeah. in general I don't look out for them uh, I feel like so in general it's, it's going to be difficult for me to put it this so I'll go with the majority I guess this feels like you know we get it every once in five seven years in the NFL where it's a reset where there's been so much change throughout franchises particularly at the quarterback position you know it, it, teams all look so so different Andy Dalton is not the Cincinnati Bengals starting quarterback. That's still, you know, that's a huge, you know, blockhead is not at the Chargers. These are big changes to to our league. So, I I think um, I think it's up for grabs basically. I I really do. And it would have surprised me if the Jets sneak in there. <laughs> the Steelers have to be a, a an argument. Obviously, the Ravens if you haven't got them winning. So, I reckon if you if you've got a team right now. You've got to fancy yourself. I look at the AFC West and kind of think, yeah, I, fa- I fancy that, as I said, I fancy the Chargers to, to get a wildcard berth. Uh, I don't think it's impossible that the Broncos do, and I don't think it's impossible that the Raiders do. That division, there's a lot of, uh, there's quite a bit that's unknown as well. Uh, we, we obviously talked about the Broncos, but um, there are the huge upside to all of those teams. I went Ravens, Chiefs, Broncos for my wildcards on that very basis. Okay. 
Um, I mean, so you're you're going to vote for the Chargers at this point. Are we? Is there a consensus on the? Oh, oh, Craig, you're maybe not a fan. Russ, you said the Chargers. That's three. I said the Chargers. Yeah. Um, the the Ravens, assuming they don't, if they didn't win the division, they've they've got to be one of the three, haven't they? Everyone said the Ravens. Yeah. So it's just the last spot, and we've got what one of the Colts, Broncos, Patriots, Jets. Um, How are you not putting the Pats in there? I don't. Oh, oh no, I'm. I'm the Pats. The Pats are six and eleven. I can't. I, wow. Yeah. There you go. I, I don't. I, I mean, it's it's not that I, I don't trust the coaching staff. Obviously, um, they've got some some pedigree. I, I I agree. I love Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, but I don't see that they've got. They've got question marks. So many other spots. I don't. I don't trust that. I don't trust either of their quarterbacks remotely. Um, I don't. I don't trust the running game particularly. Bill yeah. I know. I know. Um, we've we've got to see past the Brady Belichick era and remain <laughs> faithful to the hope that they could be terrible. Looking at that team last year, it needed more than two tight ends. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. That's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm totally a better I'm Cam Newton makes a huge difference. But don't get it, me wrong, it does. But I just don't if, see if it. I don't shit, see... I'm I'm I'll be a happy man. I just I'm just not willing to believe that they are. I think Cam is going to find it a lot easier this year with those two guys. All right, we might say four different teams here. So reminder that we've got Browns, Bills, Chiefs, Titans, Chargers, and Ravens in. Give us give us your seventh team. Each of you go. Patriots. Craig. Pats. Pat. Broncos. Yeah, I said Colts. We have to we have to say Patriots. And I this is this is the worst moment in the history of this podcast. Disgraceful. <laughs> There's been worse. <laughs> okay, that's definitely been worse, but I'm not I'm not feeling good about this. Yeah, we the Log Sapper podcast predict that the Patriots will make the playoffs. What the hell have we done? Right. Um, AFC Championship game. Um, I'm going to just go straight out there and say that the Bills... No, do you know what? I'm going to say that the Bills are going to beat the Titans in the AFC Championship game. I was about to say the Chiefs, but I've just gone all ballsy. There you go. <laughs> I, I think the Titans could go all the way this year. So I'm calling Titans win. Probably, oh. beat, probably beating the Bills. Wow. I'm going to go Chiefs Pats. Pats? What the fuck are you doing? I, I don't know whether it's just trauma or... <laughs> Craig's uh, got Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, yeah. I, this I, is I, one of those you've been kidnapped. How do you let people <laughs> know things, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blink twice. Although, <laughs> given tequila cocktails on tap, it's not the worst place to be kidnapped by the looks of I don't, it. I don't... I don't... Um, I don't like them having two... As you know, in my mind, top tight ends. If Cam Newton is any good, I think it could be a wrap for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go Pats. Pat, what I say, Pats Chiefs. The and the Chiefs to win it. I, I really hope. Jesus, right, Pat? What do you? Uh, I went for Bills beating the Chiefs in the championship game. 
Okay. So we, we've got some consensus on the. We've got three of us saying the Bills are going to be in that game. So the let's let's put them there. Largely because I want to see Mark jump through a table. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's two each for the Titans and the Chiefs. I mean, I I almost because I went all bravado, feel like I've got to go against myself and say that we should probably say the the Chiefs are. I could I'm I can picture the Chiefs being there more than I can picture the Titans being there. But you know, the Titans were in that game two years ago, so who knows? Who knows for sure? How are we going to settle this? Um, Bills beating the Chiefs. There am I the only one to say? I no, I said the Titans, didn't I? So I've yes. been outvoted already. Well, but yeah, ironically by me in a weird way. But um, I, I like I like your faith in the Titans, though. I think maybe. Well, I I, I've got faith in them because this is this is their window, as I say, and I don't see any glaring weaknesses in, in their roster at all we every team we've talked about has i'll, I'll give you our defense that's, that's... <laughs> well <laughs> apart from the whole think, defense there's no weaknesses i don't think i don't think i don't think it's as bad as, as the defense has had a big overhaul it could be good it could not be uh, so that that's that's the reason that my head has to say that has to pick the chiefs over them to to get to the the big dance Oh, yeah, the Titans could win a playoff game, but yeah, I think so. We're Buffalo to beat the Chiefs. There you go, Mark. How's that? I, I really want to see him jump through that table, but <laughs> I think that, yeah, they have to win the Super Bowl for that to happen. Which Buffalo to beat the Chiefs and then shit the bed. Yeah, yeah, the Bills <laughs> are going to lose the Super Bowl. That's I think that's what I mean. If oh, do you think we could persuade him to? up his table jumping just to being in the Super Bowl. He's not going to do that, is he? Table for the championship game, flaming table for the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. No, let me suplex him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we move away from predictions, um, uh, this might actually be quite an easy one. Worst team in the conference. I think it's three the of them are Texans. easy. One of them's difficult. It's the Houston Texans, right? Texans. Yeah. All day, closely yeah. followed by the Bengals. Yeah, and maybe the Dolphins. Dolphins would be good. I just don't know, as I say, with the Dolphins. But there were te- Texans. That's an easy one. Texans picking number one overall. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see that, as as you said, Pat earlier. All right, there we go. You have it. You have the Long Sapper podcast telling you what's going to happen. And um, the Bills are going to beat the Chiefs in a championship game. Other two division winners, the Browns and the Titans, with the Chargers, Ravens and Patriots joining them in the playoffs. How about that? And is anything else worth mentioning in the um, American Football Conference? What have I missed? Hall of Fame game. Yeah, that's enough chat about that. I don't even know who's playing in it. I don't know. I know it's tonight. Steelers-Cowboys. Steelers, mm, uh, don't watch it, guys. Uh, don't watch any of the preseason. The NFL doesn't start until September, so stop telling us that it does. What what we can say though is it's very nearly September. Woo woo. I mean it yeah, that's true. I mean if it's closer excited... today than it was yesterday. <laughs> it's even closer now than it was when you said it. Right. If you're excited about the, the football season, 
um, our friends at Full 10 Yards podcast have got a season guide. They've written 400 and something pages. Um, they are selling it. If you go to their Twitter feed, you can see that. And if you put the code yards in, you can get a discount. There you go. I told them I'd do that. Sponsored section. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, they have put a phenomenal amount of work in it. I wrote, I helped them with a page about the Titans. There you go. That's the real reason I'm giving it a plug. Go and see what I wrote about the Tennessee Titans. It's down at page 396 or something like that. I, I can't get over how how much work that would have been. So uh, shout out to that. Right. Let's get to the reason. Well, Rush, you started with um, any other business. So we'll go full circle and we'll finish the podcast with any other business. Uh, I won't go back to you straight away. Because uh, oh, my laptop life is critical. Oh, okay. Um, so we've spoken a lot about the hundreds. And I know that um, Adam is certainly not a fan. And I'm getting the feeling Russ and Pat are not really fans either. So let me show you before you carry on. Like, I'm not a fan, correct. But I have watched a fair amount of it. And I am not as offended as I was at the start. Cool. So that's a nice little uh, intro. Thanks. Um, Yeah, I mean, look. As someone who is a collector, right, and there's something, given the fact that we all like uh, American football, I think we're generally people who like details, we like things that are quite niche, um, and so I get this feeling of, you know, Adam, Adam, Adam is is basically offended, like right, like and and I get that, like there's this when you care about something and. You were there when no one gave a shit. I, I hear, <laughs> hear all of those feelings, right? But as a sports fan, somebody who loves, you know, I watch pretty much. If there's, no, if there's nothing on, I will watch sports. Doesn't matter what it is. Um, and my dad is a huge, huge cricket fan. And for, for my whole life, I've basically attempted to get into cricket. Don't get me wrong, I watch the big games. But... England, Bangladesh are a five-day test. No thanks, mate. Like, no. <laughs> no thank you. Um, I have been so happily surprised with this 100. Uh, I do think, you know, we've had a lot of talk. Uh, it's not easier. They showed it on the screen before. Listen, mate, five and ten makes a lot more sense than balls of sense. There's no getting away from it. I don't give a shit. That's you... absolute bollocks, mate. Listen, if you in, absolute, if you, but I wasn't going to react. It, that is, that if, you if you are sitting, bro, listen, shit. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. My feelings, you're allowed your feelings. If you're sitting watching a game and your you're feelings thinking, are incorrect because you've been pulled by me, propaganda. Let, let, let me finish my. Let me finish my point. Before, so it's a good job we can't barely hear Adam, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> let me finish my point before my laptop actually dies. Um. So look, I do think that if it's 100 balls and you're thinking 5 and 10, you can work out how many overs are left without whatever ridiculous algorithm. Yeah, Counting to 20 is really difficult, isn't it? Okay, okay what would, so, so one of you guys, you cricket connoisseurs, explain to me the Duckworth-Lewis formula? That's what I thought. So, well, it's just the general... Adam, well, just, Adam, is your just... microphone switched off? I can hear Adam, I can hear Adam. Um... Look, I get you lot feeling this way, right? I guess it. But for somebody who is a, as a sports fan, 
And actually, I've got a soft spot for cricket. I have wanted to watch cricket for a very, very long time. And yeah, I like the 2020 World Cup. It's good fun. But there is something about... And you're right. You know, I think Russ made the point in the group. They could have spent all this money on T20, revamped it. Sure, they could have, but they didn't. What they did was this. And I watched a game of the 100. Took about two hours, something like that. Two and a half hours. It did a good job explaining to me who the players were. Did a good job. There's only eight teams or whatever, so I've got an idea where they are regionally. Um, and me and my dad watched the whole thing. Like I don't, I don't. Who? I have no idea. I don't even. Most people and you lot will sniff and do your little fucking whatever. A lot of people don't know what a county is, bro. So I, I don't give a shit if Essex, if Essex play Lincoln or wherever. Like no one cares. Like that is. I'm pretty sure Lincoln is not county. <laughs> well, Lincolnshire is. There you go. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. I get the point you're making, innit? I get it. But you lot need to be a bit more open-minded. I, and ultimately, if, if, if as a collector in sneakers, I personally, the truth of the matter is, I don't want more people involved in trainers. There's too many people involved in trainers. It's killed the trainer game. So if what it feels like is what you're saying is actually you don't want I'm, more uh, By the way, I'm, I'm going to launch a new it, it, trainer it, range with one less eyelet than all other <laughs> trainers. Of course, yeah, you like. to count. Listen, listen. If you, I don't want more people in trainers. If what you're saying is you don't want more people in cricket, that's fine. You're allowed to feel however you want to feel. That, that isn't but what I'm saying, has, by the way. What this has done, despite all of the different things they've done to cricket over the last 10 to 15 years, nothing has stuck. Nothing. Okay, you got a little pop in the uh, T20 World Cup. After that, how many remain cricket fans? I know a number of people, despite the Olympics who are watching the 100. Yes, you can call it marketing, whatever you want to call it. Sure. I don't disagree with that. There's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. I have... To see what they've done to a sport that was in basically dead, if you weren't one of those fans, I've got no issue with it. I think they've done a good job. And I personally, despite re- respecting and appreciate how you feel, like I say, I, I hate what, what's happened to many of the niche little interests I have. Um, you know trainers and clothes being one of them but as a fan having science extra to watch which i can you know easily compartmentalize i'm happy with so well done (laughs) i i think it's absolutely fantastic that you you said uh, you sat and watched a whole game with your dad the other day that's fantastic and it's pulled you in as a fan that is fantastic i love all of those things all joking aside obviously i want i'd love to see more people appreciate the game of cricket because it's a fantastic game um i just i i know for a fact they could have done this in and pulled these people in they could have launched something that pulled all these people in with the marketing budget that they've wasted on this shit they could have done it in such a way that didn't say up yours to people who already like the sport it was possible that's why i'm annoyed it wasn't and, and... i'm not annoyed because like other people are jumping into my cliquey game of cricket that I'm not annoyed because sounds like it. Well, it, it might do. It's not meant to. Um, honestly, uh, it it's, that's what's frustrating because they, they could have pulled these people in, they could have pulled more kids in and, and they've just done it deliberately sticking a middle finger up at people like me and people like Russ, who, I mean, well, you you may you may not you may disassociate yourself from my comments. That's your right. But honestly, it it 
it makes me so angry that they've they've done it like they have. Um, if they all this money was to spare on marketing a new way of bringing people in, they get they, they there's so many other things they could have done that would have we'd have all been happy. Yeah, and I think for me, it's the only thing that they could have invented this regionalized competition and kept it twenty twenty, like the Big Bash, like the IPL, played it in a block and marketed it. In exactly but they've already the done that. Way. They did that with the IPL. The IPL had bear marketing. No one, well, not no gen, no random fans watched the IPL. All the top stars, one point three million. No, they did it with the IPL. No one watches it. Yeah, but India, right. India's cricket. What? No one watches the IPL. No, no new fans. All you lot. Yeah, fine. Yeah, it, literally, the whole population of India were cricket fans already. <laughs> so that you know. It, yeah, but it, I'm saying for you, we could up. watch the IPL, couldn't we? My dad watches the IPL, but I'm saying you're not following the Rajasthan Royals or whatever it is, are you? Well, no, but make, we're not. We're not their. Tar- we're not who they're aimed at. We're not. That's not what the IPL's about. They haven't. They haven't launched the IPL to find new cricket fans in England. Um, the, the IPL's just. The IPL's an enormous success, regardless. The Big Bash in Australia's worked like that. They've pulled. They've got loads of loads and loads of new cricket fans in Australia. That's been hugely successful. Um, and they've basically done. It's a new T Twenty tournament. Okay, they, they they didn't have the eighteen counties to dismantle, um, but they've done that in its city franchises, all brand new teams, um, eight teams, same as same as this, same as a hundred, um, and it's worked in Australia. It's pulled it's pulled the kids in. They've got full stadiums. They're massive stadiums in Australia, bigger than our cricket grounds, and they're full for these games. You know, we could have done that, but we haven't. We've, we've come up with this. Um, and it would have been easy to do, really easy to do. It would. Um, it might have, but what they've done, they've done. And yeah, uh, you know, fan, it's, I, it, I, it's here now. What I do, what I do resent, is every pundit who's working on it. Yeah, they're sucking it off. I'm not going to. They lie. are sucking it dry. Yeah. Oh well, England Test teams rubbish. That'll be the hundreds fault. Oh, it's raining outside. That'll be the hundreds fault. Oh, Madeline McCann's not still still not been found. That's the hundreds fault. You know what I mean? Fucking hell! Like they are sucking it dry. Anyway, yeah. enough about the hundred. Oh um, shit! That's for that's for the long leg. Nice one, Craig. Cheers, boys. Good fun. Let's for look forward to hearing the rest of your AOB. I am on one percent. So. Uh, <laughs> I've so, got probably a good 15 minutes to listen to that I won't have heard tomorrow. Boom. Perfect. <laughs> Cheers, Ray, go at any time. There we go. Pat, give us give us something completely different with your any other business. Oh, oh, I, I had one. I'm now going to have two. Um, I think, in general, it's a good idea when you're doing a podcast to plug your laptop in. Um, <laughs> it's not rocket surgery. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> nice. Thanks. Uh, yesterday, I had one of the um, Stevenage North Stand Bond rewards payout. Um, so they did this thing like fundraising for the North Stand building projects, and you took some money in, and they gave you it back with some interest plus some rewards after the building project was finished. And this one was a kind of not very well described thing. They said, "Oh yeah, so it's going to be a, a, a fans squad photo in front of the North Stand when the North Stand's completed." So I went along expecting it to be a gathering of all the different bondholders to take a photo in front of the stand we helped fund and all that sort of stuff. What it turned out to be was they had the entire Stevenage first team squad and one empty chair. 
and they brought you in one by one to sit in that chair next to the manager and have your photo taken with the squad. So I feel like a 12-year-old. Um, that, but, is pre- that is pretty cool. That yeah, succeeded it was, it was unexpected. Unexpected. And yes, and I could, as is my way, I was 10 minutes early because I'm nervous for everything. So I got taken in with no queue behind me and no queue in front of me. So just, you know, had a chance for a little chat, wish them good luck for the season and stuff. It was nice. Oh, that is awesome. I'd rather talk about that than the 100, but obviously the nature of these things, that gets <laughs> 10 seconds airtime and the 100 gets 10 minutes. <laughs> Uh, Russ, any any further other business? Uh, any further other business? Well, I've just seen on my uh, personal handheld device um, the trailer. I've not watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. The trailer for the new Top Gun movie, um, which I'm very much looking forward to seeing, which I know is going to be shit. Like yeah, all I don't 80s, know how I feel about this. Like yeah. all 80s remakes, but I can't not watch it. Um, but secondly, did you I watch the Coming to America? Too? No. No, I didn't know. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Olympics and more specifically around, well, not just the Olympics, but but losers or runners-up taking their medals off um, and not wearing their medals and people calling it a sign of disrespect. Now, I'm very much on the side of you get a medal, you do what you want with it, you don't have to, you know, they put it around your neck, present it to you, but whether you keep it on or not, it's kind of irrelevant. There was the British boxer who won silver and he refused to wear his medal on the podium. He took it straight off as they were playing the anthem for the the guy who won. And his argument was, you know, I'm just bitterly disappointed. I came here to win gold. I should have won gold. I didn't win silver. I lost gold. And that was his attitude towards it. You know, you you train too hard, you you work so hard. You know, there was a lot of the England football team in the final against Italy that took the medal straight off. And I, what I don't understand is is the mentality of people that say it's disrespectful. You got to kind of put yourself in a in a position position with a modicum of empathy. I think that says, well, they've they've just lost the arguably the biggest game match fight bout of their life you know are would you be happy wearing a runners up medal and some people are some people are happy like that some people are happy with kids getting stickers that say you took part well done right they can all fuck off if you're not if you're not really disappointed and i i just don't believe that it's disrespectful if you take your medal off and not wear it all bit get presented with it don't not have it put over your head in a presentation, but if you want to take it off straight away, that's fine by me. I, I yeah, I, I disagree with you a bit. I don't think it's the same as the Euros. If you're Italy and you've just won the Euros, what's the picture that everyone wants to see? It's of just Italy lifting the trophy. England aren't in the photo, are they? Um, but if you've won a gold medal at the Olympics, you probably want that podium picture. And having someone next to you with a silver medal around their neck and someone with a bronze medal around your neck is probably what you're looking for, I think. I don't think it's a big ask. Take it off afterwards. Take it, yeah, you know, it's not... I think it. it's not really... You're going to be disappointed. Of course you are. Um, but, you know, some, some guy's beaten you or some girl's beaten you who deserves... I'm not saying a lot more, just a little bit more. You watch those runners up of the hundred keep wearing their medals because they don't give a fuck about it. 
<laughs> I don't, it's not something I feel strongly about, by the way. But you know, anyway. Um, there's probably there a difference between there's probably a difference between the one-on-one final sports like the boxing and the uh, like races where it's one out of eight because you know second best in the world in your sport is impressive. It's not like a medal for turning up. You have to beat a lot of good people to get that silver. Yeah, and I, I, obviously everyone's going to feel differently about it. If you've you know say you you've won silver in an athletics event where you're behind a once in a generation talent you could be pretty you should be pretty pleased with yourself but if you're if you were the favorite who's just been upset in the final in some boxing you, you're going to feel differently aren't you i get that yeah, if you've narrowly lost a one-on-one final it, it's that much mm. more painful but you know it's yeah I, 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 I do i do feel a bit differently about that but not yeah not, i'm not going to have an argument about it um we've gone on plenty long enough um I've, I've, i haven't done any my own any other business i don't think i'm really sure what i was going to talk about but um i'm just going to mention that i'm going to see my sister and her husband and two children in two days time and i haven't seen them for 18 months so i'm pretty excited about that lovely stuff there you go where are you going to austria adam uh i don't know they're 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 here they're, oh, they're right, already okay yeah, yeah, they're coming here. So have they got quarantine and stuff? Is that they are? Is Austria a, a well? It actually, it's just it's just gone green. But they they travelled here before, so they've already done all that. They've been they've been at um, her in laws for a bit, and they've they've quarantined already. So they're they're broken into society. They'll have to do it all again in reverse um, when they go back. But you know, such is life. Uh, this is an incredibly long podcast. So shall we end it? Yeah, it can do. Any final thoughts, Russ? Yeah, I mean, I've got pl- I've got plenty of thoughts about lots of things, um, both NFL, uh, NFL broadcasters, and uh, lots of other stuff. Um, but you know, I've said what I needed to say. Well, let's let's do an NFC version of this, maybe a couple of weeks' time. Ooh. I was hoping we'd forget about that to annoy Rich. That sounds better, actually. Well, I'm I'm going to prove I, I want to prove that uh, Craig's wrong and Matt Stafford is going to uh, be a big big hit in LA. Oh yes, I I agree with you about that. But let's get together in a couple of weeks and argue about it. <laughs> there we Sounds go. Good. Deal, no. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we'll be back soon. Nice to be back. Later, yeah. everybody. Peace. to return the favor yeah 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 yeah. it'll be like it'll be like a nine six in the rain